Welcome to the Coming Home Well podcast, the show that educates, supports, and advocates for the veteran community. Your host, Dr. Tyler Piron, U.S. Army retired, will bring you exciting conversations with amazing guests about resources, research, and military history, all geared to helping our warriors to come home well. Here's your host, Dr. Tyler Piron. Welcome back to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron, and today we're going to talk about education, but it's not like all the other education talks we've had. We're going to talk about what goes on behind the scenes when you are using your veterans benefits or any of those other programs, and you're like, why does it take so long to get approved, or what's happening, and why is it not working the way I thought it would work? So we have the State Approving Agency for Veterans Education and Training. We have Ms. Tremaine Carol Payne. She's the Deputy Director for Education Programs at the Department of Veterans Services here in the Commonwealth. And she's going to help explain what they do and how they help veterans with the education benefits. And we're talking GI Bill, Voc Rehab, all those things where you have to go and submit it. And then they have to get approval to make sure it's, it's legit. You're not getting ripped off and all those things. So welcome to the show, Tremaine, and I'm so glad to have you here because I've always had questions. I've used all my GI Bill, and every time there was a problem or a delay, it's usually at the school. Somebody just didn't punch that button or didn't know what to do. Is some something going on, but I never knew why and how this all worked. So I'm really fortunate to have you here to explain it all. Thank you for having me. I will tell you the state approving agency is a busy, <laughs> it's a small but mighty and busy directorate of the Virginia Department of Veteran Services. A lot of the times we are behind the scenes and people do not know what we do, but I'm here to demyth everyone and tell you what it is the state approving agency does. Well, so what is that? I mean, it sounds like a big mouthful. State approving agency for veterans education and training, like that's eight words. I don't even know what they all mean when you put them together. So the Virginia Department of Veterans Services, the Virginia State Approving Agency, is the approving authority for Virginia for the GI Bill benefits. So there's no one else in the state that can approve facilities to offer GI Bill benefits. It has to go through the Virginia State Approving Agency. So what does that mean? Are you the ones who say, okay, this college can offer GI Bill or that barbershop school or cosmetology or whatever it is? You are on point there. We are the approving authority. We're the ones to say, hey, this facility has a quality educational program and it provides access to our veterans and they are able to go here and get a quality education, receive that training, whether it's a certificate, a diploma, degrees, flight training, licensure and certifications. We review all of those type of approvals and put our stamp on it and say, hey, you, veterans should go to this facility. So what are the criteria? So if I'm a college, uh, it seems pretty pretty standard. You're accredited or whatever by whatever licensing agency, so which is separate from this. But what about like cosmetology schools or a welding school? Well, each of those different types of facilities, they do have to meet 
federal and state regulations. And this federal regulations is Title 38. And a lot of people probably are not familiar with that, but it's the U.S. Code Title 38. That's what is our approving authority to approve these facilities. But not only that, um, a lot of the schools, if they're offering licensures and certifications, that has to be a well-known you know, licensure certification. If it's just something that you came up with, no, that's not going to get the stamp of approval from us. <laughs> but yes, the Barbara Cosmetology Schools, those are good schools. Actually, just to give you a quick tidbit, that is probably changing very soon. We used to could not approve those schools if they were not accredited. And accredited meaning that they actually have received a stamp of approval from the U.S. Department of Education and saying that this is an accredited facility. They went through that accrediting body and they received their um, stamp of approval. But now I feel like that is about to change. So I will just tell you, I'll keep a, um, an eye out on our website because this will open up more doors for more Barbara and um, cosmetology schools to offer training to veterans. We used to have them approved a while back, but because of that change in policy, we couldn't approve them. But now that means that door is opening back up for them. Well, that's great news, especially as COVID restrictions start to rescind a little bit. People are looking for more education or new opportunities. They don't want to work in an office anymore. There's definitely a, a appetite for different kinds of work. Yes, I highly recommend. I will say that don't look at GI Bill as just your normal college, university, two-year school, Richard Bland, those type of schools. Think outside of the box. Think, um, think your on-the-job trainings and apprenticeships because you don't have to go to directly to school and get a job. Yes, that allows you to make probably more money further down the line, but a lot of people need their money right now. And what better way to do that than to get involved in an approved on-the-job training program or registered apprenticeship? And I'll just give out the registered apprenticeship is probably the best way to go because that program is already approved by the Department of, by the Virginia Department of Labor and Industries. And basically what that means is that you can take, once you finish that program, you're going to receive a journeyman's card and you can go anywhere in the nation with that journeyman's card and be able to work in that industry and get paid top dollar. That means that you have received basically a viable, valid training program to do the job. So with that, GI Bill supplements that income. Yes, you may start off at a lower rate, but the GI Bill is giving you 100%. I mean, every six months, it's, it dwindles down because your salary is going up. So what I would tell people is to think about registered apprenticeships. Look on that website, and that's the Virginia Department of Labor and Industries. They have apprenticeships all across the country, or excuse me, all across the state. Um, and you'll be able to earn as you learn. It's that whole saying, earn as you learn, and you'll be able to get a job. And What kind of the things can they... What kind of okay, things can so they do with an apprenticeship? Is it welding? Is it HVAC? Is it barbershop? Is it, what is, what are those? So the apprenticeships that we have approved, we, we do have HVAC facilities. We have plumbing facilities, electrician facilities. I even have a financial services one approved. They come far and few between, but they are like very good apprenticeships. So I highly recommend that even if a facility is not approved, and that they're working at, 
they can still become approved for GI Bill benefits as long as that training program is a minimum of six months of training. And it's not, it doesn't doesn't like bagging groceries or a gas store attendant. Those are not qualified. But any other viable training programs, I also approve like a um, home appraiser. That's that's a good one. Or home inspection. That's another good one, especially with the boom in the housing market right now. So I would highly recommend think outside the box. And if your company is not approved, contact us. We can get you hooked up with the Virginia Department of Labor and work with them and work with us. And everybody can be everyone can be satisfied here and eat. (laughs) You know, that's a whole different approach to using the GI Bill than you normally hear. And you folks that listen to me, they know that I'm always about, hey, think about the trades. Think about if college isn't for you, that's cool. I get it. Like when I first joined the Army, college was not for me. I was not ready for it at the time. And there's some folks who just want to be outside. They want to go do things. They want to be in an office. I get it. But you Mm -hmm. also don't want all that GI Bill money just to go poof and disappear because you didn't use it. And if you get paid to train, you're also getting paid by the company and you're getting your GI Bill. That's like a win-win right there. There you go. And I will also think about our police departments are already approved. The majority of our fire departments are already approved in the state. Those are some of just the basic things that are out there. But hey, law enforcement needs you all. So please think about that. Go into that avenue or that arena and see if it works for you. Let's talk about the GI Bill process. Let's shift gears just a little bit. So I'm a veteran. I'm, I want to go to a college. I get into, let's say, University of Virginia here in Charlottesville. And I some, sign up for classes. And I said, I want to use my GI Bill. What goes on behind the scenes to make sure that gets paid? So what I first off, what I tell veterans, and this is the first and foremost thing, is to make sure that the program that you are enrolling in is approved. And how can you determine if that is approved? You can, there's a website called Public Weems, and that's W-E-A-M-S. You can go onto that website and double check to make sure that program is approved. Because if you're in a program that's not approved, then you won't get paid (laughs) for your training. So you have to make sure that program is approved. And who approves those programs? That is the Virginia State Approving Agency. So in order for um, the school In order for a veteran to attend the program or get paid for the program, they have to submit approval to us for us to review the program so that make sure it meets Title 38 regulations and or state regulations for approval. Okay. It normally takes us, if everything is submitted and this is in a perfect world and everything is together with their package, then it can take us 30 days to review it and get it submitted back to the school with their official approval letter. And then we send it off to the VA for them to complete the you know, process to upload it into WEANS. And then the schools can see that information and or the veterans can see that information to make sure it's an approved program. So this is like the second step away from the veterans. So the school has to get approval in order to offer GI Bill accredited schooling. They have to go through you guys and then you send it off to the VA and everybody's in sync after that. But as far as the veterans concerned, are they sending it to you or is it someone at the school uh, for their particular use of the GI Bill? 
So normally we work with the school certifying official. That is the veteran's point of contact, and that is as well as our point of contact. So if, for example, at UVA, I think they have a couple of certifying officials over there. If if they have a new program, they'll complete our application, send that information into us. We'll do that 30-day turnaround. Sometimes it does take longer if the school doesn't submit a complete package, but we will work with that school because you, as you noticed in our title, is approving agency. So we'll work with that school to get them approved to the best of our ability. But if they just don't meet code, then unfortunately we can't do that. But yes, it is. We're kind of that middleman that you don't know about or that you don't hear about, but we're the ones that actually approve it. And then it goes to the VA and, you know, Sometimes they're on point and process things very quickly, but there are times where they're kind of slow. But with this big mass resonation, it's just taking a little longer. So I would just ask and plead to the veterans to, before you enroll in the program, double check to make sure it's approved. So that way you won't have that delay in payment. So I know that there's different kinds of programs that we've talked about, the the vocational training, whether it's fire, police, HVAC, those type things. And then there's the college education. Then you have all these certifications and for-profit schools offering things. And sometimes those get a little shaky. I've read in the news where people are getting refunds or the, uh, the schools have to repay. So they shut down and f- people aren't able to finish. Where does that fit in with the approving agencies? Unfortunately, we do have some bad actors, but we have more good actors than bad actors, I would say. But we do, we are the approving authority. And if those those issues arise, we do investigate those things. So we would then, when we investigate, we'll ensure that if there is a violation, it's a violation of code. We do give schools a chance to correct those issues if they, if they have anything that's wrong or they're doing some wrongdoing. But there are certain things that now they're cracking down on per code. And we just have some things we just can't suspend them for a short period of time and let them self-correct or provide correction. And we do have to withdraw them. So there, I'm sure you're probably talking about like the ITT techs and things of that nature that shut down a few years ago. Those provisions are in place now to protect the students. If that happens, if you're, if they experience a school that shuts down for, you know, whatever reason, and you're there one day and the next day they're gone, you have protections. Contact us. We can get you in touch with the VA with their with their approval process to give you back your entitlement. But those things have to be well documented for them to get their entitlement back. But those protections are out there for them. So that's really important to note because you might think you're doing everything right and it's be all behind the scenes and the veterans doing the right thing. They're taking their classes, they're learning whatever they're learning, and all of a sudden school shuts down and they were out of luck. And I remember that was like a big deal, like you said, a couple three years ago maybe longer with uh, my COVID brain. Everything is last year, even though it's probably been two or three years. So when you think about these things, what do you tell veterans or what should we tell veterans to look for when they're looking? Obviously, go check the WEAM site that you mentioned, but is there anything else that they should be paying attention to? I would say in regards to that, if you're at a school and you're not receiving quality education, do not hesitate to contact us. If you feel like there's something is wrong, yes, bring it to the school's attention. Allow them to address the issue because I feel like that's one thing that we don't allow at times. We just want to jump in 
but that's not how we work over here. We want to make sure we give the school the time and the space to correct whatever issue there is. But if the student feels that the veteran student feels that is not being addressed, don't ever hesitate to contact us. Also, there, there is a website where you can go in and submit your complaints to the VA. And those things are also funneled back down to us as well for us to investigate and address those issues. So in a sense, and I'm trying to synthesize what you've told me, your job is to make sure that the schools are providing a good education or a at least in compliance with the laws and regulations to protect veterans as they go and try to get an education in whatever it is that they want to study. Kind of like you're working with the schools to protect the veterans. You will, you can say that my job is very complex because we're like that three-legged stool. I, I call it a three-legged stool. Um, stool because we're on the front end ensuring that, yes, you have a quality program. We work with the VA to make sure that the certifying officials in the school understand how to certify that information to the VA correctly. But we also are tasked with compliance surveys. So we go back in and double check and make sure that that what the student actually did at the school is reported to the VA. So this is where we count dollars and cents. But now we're being tasked with beginning October of this year, we're changing roles. We're, we're, not, no, we're no longer doing compliance surveys anymore, but being risk-based surveys. And those risk-based surveys allow us to do a better job of in-depth review of the school, more like an accreditation review. But this gives us a holistic approach or review of what the school is doing. So it, we do have those periodically. And I, I feel like those, I call them those get well checkups. You go to the doctor just to make sure everything is good. You want to make sure your heart is pumping. Same thing here with those risk-based surveys where we, yes, we're doing approvals. Yes, we're coming in and doing good well checkups, but then we're also doing training as well. So that three-legged stool, approvals, compliance, or risk-based surveys, and training. So I feel like if those all three of those things work in tandem, then we should not have issues with fraud, waste, and abuse at these schools. What is the most important or the most common issue that veterans have where you would get involved? That's a good question because it has run the gamut. <laughs> It's not just one thing. Most of the times it's because I've seen issues where you've had schools that didn't refund the student properly. That's more so a, a phone call and, oh, okay, I can get that squared away. Just looking a little bit into it and making sure they understood their own policy. And nine times out of 10, it's a new person. So normally that can be resolved pretty quickly. I've had, I've seen issues where students have complaints about discrimination at times or discriminatory practices. But again, that is normally addressed at the school level because we allow them to, there's their own policies, they're creating their own policies. We approve those policies. So we wanna ensure that the school is enforcing those policies. But it just really runs the gamut because every school is different and nothing is like the same. <laughs> it sounds like a better work day because nothing's ever the same. It's different every day. That's that always makes it, it a little more interesting to go to work, I bet. It truly is. I've been here nine years. I've been at the state improvement agency nine years and never has the day ever been the same. And I think that's the reason why I'm still here. And I, even though you can say, oh, I'm dog tired, but I still keep pushing through and making it work for the next day. So I think that is the 
joy of the job, that you're impacting families and that they're getting the services that they need. So that I think that's really what makes me keep pushing with this job here. And I, as a veteran and, and on behalf of all the veterans, certainly appreciate the fact that it's not the Wild West, that we have some standards that I, I know that there's at least minimum standards being met in order for them to be able to use the GI Bill or vocational rehabilitation or any of these other federal funding uh, avenues through the VA. We've been talking with Tremaine Carol Payne. She's the Deputy Director for Education Programs at the Department of Veterans Services here in the Commonwealth. I want to thank you for joining us and explaining what you do and, and how you're the interface between this school certifying agency or a uh, person that the students often uh, reach out to and, and have the issues with. And that's where most of the problems lie is somebody's on vacation or didn't process something or didn't have the right form. It's usually one of those three things. But if there are problems, there is a place for veterans to go. That isn't necessarily the VA, a little more local. If you're having problems with refunds or whatever, getting giving a call over to the state approving agency will probably get a little good results if you're not getting anybody to answer the phone. Uh, they don't want that uh, federal funds to be turned off because they're not doing what they're supposed to. That's a big stick. Uh, that's, that's very powerful. Tremaine, before I let you go, I do want to ask you, what should I have asked you about but didn't? I would say just making sure that everyone knows where to get that information, where we're located. We are in centrally located. We're in Richmond, Virginia. We're within the Virginia Department of Veteran Services, and we do service the whole state. So don't think that it's just central Virginia. No, we are, we're small, but we're mining. We do visit all our schools, whether it's in Southwest Virginia, whether it's in Northern Virginia, whether it's in Tidewater or Southside Virginia, we are available to all veterans for no matter where you are in the state of Virginia. We did cover a lot of different things. So all the schools, but also all these vocational programs or on-the-job training, German programs. So if you were thinking about using your GI Bill, hey, you think about maybe doing that German and get some of your GI Bill money paid to you while you're doing that training. So it's not just out of your pocket. Uh, it's expensive. A lot of things cost a lot of money. The rent ain't cheap. But while you're getting that, hey, you're getting a subsidy to be able to go do this training. You're entitled to it. It's not a favor. It's something that you're going to be able to take with you. I've always thought that having a trade or an education or both. I mean, I personally think everybody should either go in the military for a couple of years or learn a trade before they go to college. We'd certainly have a whole different outlook on life. Uh, if you have those type of things in your life before you go to college, even if you do go on and, and all sorts of education, I get it. But getting those trades, that's something I didn't know about, that you could use it for that type of training. So that's awesome. And then you also have your IT certifications and HVAC and plumbing and uh electrical and all those things, a cosmetology, barber school, whatever it is, go use it. You're going to go to a good school and that there's a Department of Veteran Services, the state approving agency. They go make sure that you're not going to get ripped off and that they're going to follow the rules. And you have somebody to reach out to if things aren't going well. Go check it out at the state approving agency for veterans education and training. It's the Department of Veteran Services. And we've been talking with Tremaine Carol Payne. She's the Deputy Director for Education Programs. And I'm so glad that you're able to join us and tell us a little about sort of the background of how all these programs work. And I know it's not glorious. You're not, usually not on the front lines dealing with veterans, which is 
a shame because everybody gets in and wants to help veterans and see it directly. But I bet you hear you have a lot of stories in your nine years of service, and I certainly do appreciate that you're there for us. Thank you again. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week on Coming Home Well with Dr. Tyler Pieron. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well.